right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. You're about to be podkissed. It's time for a trick or a treat. Happy Halloween. Welcome to the Podkissed Kiss Room Halloween Spooktacular. Starring the Podfather Ken Mills, Scary Gary Schaller, Matt the Cat Porter, and Spooktacular special guests. Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween! Hotter than hello, and welcome to your podcast. You are in the right place listening to the right show because the Podfather is here. Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Ken Mills, and happy Halloween! Trick or treat, everyone. This is a podcast slash kiss room Halloween spooktacular. And I am Gary Schaller, and I gotta tell you, Halloween, I don't know if it's a holiday. Is it a ho- Is it considered a holiday? Yes. Well, if it is, it's my favorite. Well, there you go. I, I, I think any time we can sell copious amount of candy mm. and get people to wear outfits and decorate, it that's a holiday. Yeah, I hear you, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. So soon the Super Bowl might actually be a holiday. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Well, you know, Gary, this uh, podcast headquarters here is not going to decorate itself. Right, we got to get on that. Yeah. And I probably should have waited to get dressed in my costume. Do you want to tell the listeners what it is you're wearing? Well, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, you know, for the concert viewer. You want to tell people what it is? Well, it's it's got sequins. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And... The pants are, are, are we'll say, form-fitting. Yes. Um, I, I hope people are starting to get the picture here. It's um, you, the, the, there's a sort of a, a shirt. It's 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 billowy. Yeah, it's sequined, and it's there's the shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah, and um, and, and my hair is permed. It's, it's, permed. it's got that big perm. And Ken's wearing a little bit of rouge. Yes. All right. So you guessed it. He is B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. What? No, I'm Gene. No, this is Gene Simmons from the Asylum Tour. This is Gene Simmons. I'm wearing my Asylum costume. Dude, you are, aren't you? That's amazing. I could have sworn you were uh, B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. I've got the sleeveless white gloves, which I took off because we're decorating, but put it all together. All right, now I can see it. Well, you know what? Actually, let me... All right, hang on a second. Look, uh, man, you talked me out of dressing like Velvet Ragnar, whatever the character's name was, from Never Too Young to Die. And I probably can, should thank you for that. Ken, it takes a man like you yes, to be a woman like you. Exactly, exactly. Wait a minute, hang on. You know what? It, it does still look like uh, the Arthur from the... Here, I'll tell you what. Go stand Go, go stand over there. Yeah. Go stand over there. Okay. okay. No, no, no. Far, farther back. All right. No, keep going. Farther back. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to pretend that you're not contributing and take you for granted for years and take all the credit for everything we're doing. Hold on a second. No, okay, now I see it. You're Gene from the Asylum era. Yep, I got it. That's good. That's good. It's great. Well, you want to tell people what you're wearing? Well, I want I want you to do, you know, you, you come on, you could do this. Gary is uh, a little bit furrier than usual. 
He's got a silver suit on. Mm -hmm. And I can't quite decide if he's a monkey or a wolf. Do you guys want to guess what it is? If you guess those creatures from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, ding, 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 we have a winner. Yeah, and here, here I'll, <clears throat> I'll do the voice. Okay. Oh, I'm matey. I'm one of those uh, wolf thing things from Phantom of the Park. Wow, what voice is that? Oh, you don't think they would sound Australian? No. No, I think they'd like... <laughs> You know, like make noises like that. Ah, you're making assumptions. I, I, I think that they have a, have a, hey, get off the roller coaster. I'm um, one is, of those. No. You know, you maybe you should have stuck with Freddy the Fox costume. <laughs> so. You don't think that, that scene would have been better if they were talking? <laughs> I don't know if anything could have made that scene better. But see, uh, I'll tell you what. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, not least of all because of the music. And I'm talking about the, the domestic United States television version. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. good. But this thing is itchy, though. It's a hot costume. Well, it, not... it, it, it looks hot. And, you know, you, you should at least take the head thing off. All right. You know. All right. Then no one will know what you're supposed to be. Well, Gary, as we're decorating, it is October, and we are getting ready for all the trick-or-treaters to stop by, and all the folks that will pop in and out tonight, because we have to put out some candy, because if not, you know, we might get egged, or TP'd, or get our windows soaked, or who knows what, and frankly, after that debacle a couple years ago, I don't want the podcast headquarters TP'd ever again. Oh, God. So. That would not be good. No. <laughs> That's what happens when we invite the members of Clown to yeah. guests on our show. <laughs> As we're decorating today, it is October. And really, October should be Rocktober because for KISS fans, this is somewhat of an important month when you look at it historically, what's all come throughout the years. You were talking before we started recording. Yes about all the albums that just came out in October. So, you know, with maybe one or two exceptions, I think the October Kiss albums really fit the vibe of the of that season, the sort of dark, cold, mysterious, uh, creepy monsters, that whole vibe, okay? Mm -hmm. So, all right, Hotter Than Hell, October wow. 1974. Creatures of the Night, October 1982. Carnival of Souls was October 97, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Sonic Boom, October 2009. Monster was October of, what, 2012, I think? Yeah, not, not all that long ago. Right. Alive 2 was October of 77. Wow. And here's the one that maybe deviates a bit from that. Hot in the Shade. October of 89. Yeah. Not well, necessarily a dark, creepy record. Well, that depends on who you're speaking to. Some people <laughs> right. might find that creepier and darker than Otter Than Hell. <laughs> I mean, uh, they weren't born with a silver spoon or boomerang, you know, over mm -hmm. strange ways and going blind. So I'll, I personally know which one I'll grab first. So, yeah. Not only that, you know... There were Kiss would tour sometimes around this time, and there's fond memories of that. But throughout all the years, Kiss 
kind of has always appeared on TV and movies and stuff like that. And when you think about Kiss and October and Halloween, my God, there's a plethora of things to choose from and discuss. Could you imagine being a Kiss fan without having Tom Snyder's interview? Or Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park? Or the Paul Lynn special? Or the right. f- when they were on Fox? Right. That whole, yeah, the, the 1998 Halloween was such, a, was such an amazing time for Kiss fans. It was, you know, and it kind of might get glossed over when you put it in the same category as things like uh, the Paul Lynn special or the Tom Snyder interview or Kiss Meets the Phantom, but Kiss ruled the world, you know, at that point. It, it Absolutely. seemed like. And, and it if you seemed talk like to... everywhere you went, every magazine had something about Kiss, you know. No, and for and for fans like, you know, Andrew Scambatti, our, our buddy James mm-hmm. Hager, right? And my brother, generally in that age range, especially, I think, you know, that was their Paul Lind era. You know, that was Kiss at the top of their, of their you know, the peak of their career in a way that it was the second coming, no pun intended, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, good times, for sure. Great times. Do you remember the uh, Fox Mad TV special? Very much so. <laughs> Very quotable, too. I mean, a lot of really funny moments in that one. I love the uh, Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. And it's uh, sad how things worked out with that, but uh, it was yeah. it was very funny at the time, more than anything. And then you had the little dolls, uh, the, the Kiss action figures that were life-size, and right. the mother wanting to take the Paul Stanley doll, and things like that. And yeah, they- yeah, yeah. I, I also love Ace saying to the kid... Uh, you should respect your mother, or whatever he says. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Don't talk like that. Don't be fresh to your mother, or whatever. Yeah. It's great. And, uh, you know, as we're setting out the candy, uh, there's Peter doing the Charlie Brown thing. Oh, yeah. I got a rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like them. So, so what, what, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, man. I love candy corns. Really? You can never, yeah, yeah, I know. They're disgusting, but I love them. You can never eat just 87. I know. There was a time, and it had to be when I was an adult, because I don't think like any mother in her right mind would let a kid eat as many of those as I did. And I remember <laughs> being physical, physically ill as a result. And I don't, I don't think I ever dug those again. And and there there's some, you know, different uh kinds of candy corns like there's there's the classic and then there's mm-hmm. ones that are like brown and like chocolatey if you will yeah but uh, i like the, i like the classic yeah i'm all about the straight up candy corns yeah my my favorite we, is reese's cups Just, oh those are delicious yeah and we know gene must like uh candy corns right because he incorporated them into his uh outfit yes on the uh monster outfit those those candy corn monster tips that's i remember when we first saw his costume that's what we thought feathers and candy corn so (laughs) we're gonna stick with another song from monster this one's called wall of sin You can't stop rolling 
trick-or-treating did you did you go through the hype and the hysteria of people poisoning your candy and all that stuff did your parents have to like go through your candy no i, I remember you know it's terrible i remember people talking about you know folks slipping razor blades into chocolate and needles but, and stuff like that yeah yeah i i think that whole thing i the bulk of that hype i think happened after i was already done with most of the trick-or-treating and stuff and but that's scary stuff. You got to be careful out there. Absolutely. Be careful and be safe. I remember when that really started happening in the, like, I would say 1974, 1975, they would, you know, put these public service announcements and talk about it on the news and stuff like that. And my uncle Gary would use that as an excuse to go through all of our candy. My, my brother and I would <laughs> come home and he would put all the candy out on the floor and he'd say, we're going to evenly distribute this and I need to make sure that it's safe. That meant he like tried one of every candy bar like as a test and inspected it and made his own pile. So now, is he, this the same uncle who got you into Kiss? Yes, yes. Nice. <laughs> so he, he kind of distributed it equally meaning he got a, a share of our uh, candy booty if you will which isn't this what they did in like a in cartoons or it was like one for me and one for you <laughs> two for me you know like what is it two for you and one two for me you know yeah now did you ever dress up as kiss for Halloween? i did i did and it was it was actually way uh after when it would be developmentally right to do that, which means I was in graduate school. And, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, it was like the one time that I dressed like a member of KISS. I was, I was Jean, I had a wig, makeup on, and uh, a suit. So I was like dressed to kill Jean. Oh and I had platform uh, shoes on. And, I had a, and the girl I was dating at the time, we got into a, a big fight that night. And there's something very weird. I remember standing in her apartment, arguing with her, having a big fight with her, and seeing my reflection in the window, because it was nighttime. And there's something very weird about having a fight with someone while you're dressed like Gene Simmons on the cover of Dress to Kill. Oh, and yeah. I do remember that at one point, I mean, this really happened. At one point, she stormed out of the room and, and I couldn't help myself. I looked at, at, I looked at her mirror and stuck my tongue out. I was like, you know, <laughs> how this, mature, Gary. this is happening. You know? <laughs> excellent, excellent. What about you? Did you ever did you ever do the whole thing? Well, I've always been like a, a chubby guy, and I, I always thought I don't want to see a fat Gene Simmons, you know what I mean, or something like that. But, you know, I, I did my fair share. But here's the thing. I would, nine times out of ten, make up my own character. Mm. And I can't tell you what that character was, but it would, like, be a cross, like, between Alice Cooper and Gene Simmons or something like that, or, you know. I always, so when... So when when Paul or Tommy or someone says, you know, well, we we don't want to change the designs because then you get into Giraffe Man and this and that. You're you're sitting there going, wait a minute, that's hey, come on, I that was a great year. I'll just put the, the antlers on, and yeah. it'll be great, you know. But <laughs> did you ever see the actual Kiss costumes? The recent ones? No, oh, no, oh, I'm talking, oh, no, talking about talking back about in the, the 70s, man. Don Post or whatever? Yeah, the back ones. in the day when you had Kiss dolls, yeah. not action yeah, sure. figures, when you had Kiss color form sets, when you had the the Kiss on tour game, 
and the garbage can <laughs> and the KISS transistor radio. You were able to have the... You can be a member of KISS and wear this plastic on your face and make sure you can't see or breathe at the same time. Right. Because the rubber had, band breaks when you look at it. Yeah, you always had that, that rubber band that would either dig into your skull or not hold things up properly. Yeah. And it would last to about nine stops. When you trick-or-treated, did you go house-to-house house through car? I was in an apartment building when I was a kid, so we would like actually just kind of canvas the building. See, that doesn't even equate to me, because I remember being very cold, and you're in the car, yeah. and and you, you you would go to people's houses that you knew, you know, right. because, like, a, the razor blades and all that, and the, the apples and candy and stuff like that. So you would... You would go to people's houses that you knew. Occasionally, you'd see other trick-or-treaters as you're coming in and out, and you'd be like, oh, that's a cool costume. Why couldn't I have been that? Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. I always wanted Batman, but all the Batman costumes really sucked compared to how they should have been. Because yeah. it's like, I look well, at Batman, and he's, like, awesome and cool, and then it's, like, this stupid face that you stick, you know, like we were talking about the mask with the... The rubber band thing and, and you really either had to make a choice to see or breathe because they had these tiny little <laughs> mouth holes and no matter what you did the longer you're in that costume it got really sickening because those masks would get all steamy and moist on the inside and it would they just be disgusting not only that but you know batman didn't wear um a weird vinyl uh like one piece shirt that had like suit that had that said the word Batman on it, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> like he didn't have he didn't have a weird Halloween costume type of uh, outfit with a picture of himself running. Yeah, I, I remember. I think one year I was Boba Fett for Halloween, and it did bum me out that that Boba Fett, like the idea of Boba Fett having a picture of Boba Fett on himself. Yeah, you know. Of course, the Kiss costumes from from back then were flame retard. I remember that being a big thing, like they would advertise it. These are flame retardant costumes. Just in case you were practicing firehouse. Yeah, or you wanted to just set yourself on fire and run through the neighborhood, I guess. But uh, it's very strange, very strange. You know what's weird, too, is, is if you think about the time when, when all of that was on shelves, right? It's weird that you had, I guess it's not weird as a parent, you, that you have the choice. You can get your, your kid, you know, the Don Post or whatever, uh, boxed uh, Halloween costume of Kiss with the mask. Or you could get them the the kiss your face makeup, right? Right. Kiss, the incredible, outrageous rock group wants you to kiss your face. Introducing kiss your face makeup, just like the makeup worn by Gene, Paul, Peter, or Ace. Kiss your face makeup has all the equipment you need: professional makeup, brushes, and cream remover with makeup diagrams so you can look like Gene, look like Paul, look like Peter, or look like Ace. So kiss, kiss, kiss your face, and get your act together. Kiss your face makeup is from Remco. Yeah. But it's just. But then odd, again, yeah. that that really lends itself to some creativity because if you, it's just regular makeup. I remember people thinking like, "Man, now I can look like Kiss." Well, if you don't have any skill with putting makeup on, you're gonna look like an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Look like the guys in Detroit uh, Rock City, the movie, when they chain them to the fence and paint the Guido's faces, and they right. they look like crap. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I, I, um, I also have, I mean, you have this problem too. I, I have where my face, even when I shave, there's just a little tiny, it's like, it's not ever just baby's ass smooth. 
Or dolphin skin smooth. Yes. Or dolphin skin smooth, yes. right? It doesn't. I don't know how they do it in Kiss, man. They they made they really. I don't know, but even like if you look at Peter Chris in the Shandy video, it, it almost looks like he's got a beard under there a little bit, <laughs> or he's starting to grow, and he's like, "I'm not shaving for you guys. Fuck you." <laughs> I'm doing this and I'm leaving. Anyway, <laughs> I got I have a photo shoot tomorrow. I need my beard. Oh, sad, sad, sad. And now here's a little trick or treat for you. It's a message from our friends at Kistory Science Theater. I love those guys. Me too. Greetings, podcast listeners. This is Lee Conrad from Kistory Science Theater wishing you, on behalf of Dez, Adam, and myself, a very creepy, scary, and hopefully extremely fun Halloween! And what could make Halloween even better than watching Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park? I mean, that's got to be a main staple right there. And you can check out our audio commentary, our two audio commentaries for that particular movie, if you're so inclined. But if you've had your fill of Kiss Meets the Phantom, I mean, how could you? But there's another guy who also wears makeup that you should probably track down and check out if you haven't already seen this. The hilarious House of Frightenstein. And the guy I'm talking about is none other than another man of a million faces, Billy Van. Now this show was produced in 1971 out of Canada and it was an amazing tribute to the Universal Horror Monster series. Uh, it even included appearances of Vincent Price reading little tidbits of poetry and opening and basically bookending the show with an opening and a closing. And seeing Vincent Price on television at that time had to have been pretty freaking amazing. And I'm pretty sure Gene must have been a fan of this show because it was just right up his alley with his love of horror movies and things of that nature. And Billy Van basically was this show. I mean, he would play 85 to 90% of all the characters that would appear in this program. The main one being Count Frankenstein, who was the 13th son of Dracula and was exiled to Castle Frankenstein in Frankenstone. What he's trying to do throughout the series is to revive Bruce E.J. Monster, which is basically a Frankenstein-like monster but he always fails he has he's assisted by his pal Igor uh, and throughout the show the two of them go through different scenarios or whatnot there's not a storyline per se but just a lot of interesting little gags and psychedelic things that happen but the other characters that Billy plays he also plays the wolfman who is basically a werewolf uh, but also like Wolfman Jack they would play 70s psychedelic music and it was pretty freaking awesome uh, you had Bawana Clyde Batty, who would bring us uh, some information about animals and whatnot. Again, played by Billy. Uh, Dr. Pet Vet, he would bring in a pet for Igor to possibly take home. But uh, sadly, uh, the, the sloth monster would never let him keep it. But again, Dr. Pet Vet, that was Billy Van. Griselda, the ghastly gourmet, a witch who couldn't cook to save her life. Again, played by Billy Van, the librarian who would pull out a story that would be there to try to terrify you but no sadly it was just another rendition of the three little pigs and you weren't terrified at all again played by billy van the maharishi the oracle and many many other different characters that appeared on this show pretty freaking amazing and it was a main staple of 
my childhood as well as for Dez and for Adam. This show was basically the kickoff to most of our Saturday mornings here in Canada. So if you have a chance, check it out. Hilarious House of Frankenstein. It's a great way to make your Halloween even that much, much more fun. And of course, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Happy Halloween, podcasts. So what's your favorite Kiss Halloween memory of all time? I think it would, honestly, I think it would have to be 1998. Sharing that with my brother. Him getting into Kiss and being 11 years old. And the excitement of the new record, which, you know, it nothing, spo- you know, even the fact that we knew that it wasn't them playing on it didn't spoil it because it was still so super exciting. And, and I like that album uh-huh. um, and seeing all the Fox stuff, you know, what for whatever kind of disjointedness was happening in the studio, you know, whatever kinds of behind the scenes problems, they seem to get it together really well for the purpose of, uh, you know, televised comedy, right? Right. Like you, you had this, I don't know about you, but I, you had the sense, I think, watching Mad TV, like it was a joke that they really all were in on and they were all enjoying it. Right. They're not Shakespearean actors, but everyone did put in a good performance. Right. Tired of those boring old action figures? Your action figures are stupid. Do other kids have better action figures that always beat up yours? Die, die, die. Well, die, it's time for action die, figures that mean business. Kiss action figures. Each with authentic costumes, instruments, and lifelike hair. Pull the string. And they move around. Action figure. Pull the string again and they rock. the string again and well let's just say they mean business you can rock and roll all day and then sleep tight with kiss good night kiss sweetie can i borrow paul stanley till the morning oh mom why do you always do this (laughs) you'll understand when you're a little bit older now give them to me Oopsie daisy, I got a little string pulling of my own to do, honey. Oh boy, this is gonna be fun. Sleep tight, sweetie. Oh, daddy's on vacation. Kiss action figures. Collect the whole band. Blood not included. I think that was a great, great Halloween. What about you? That was a fun Halloween. And I remember my my girlfriend at the time we I felt kind of bad for her being a non-Kiss fan because that was all... Kiss was all that was about that Halloween to me. Mm-hmm. Because you had the, the concert that was going to air and they were on Millennium. And there was the, uh, the, the, the album Psycho Circus came out. And then we had to get the... There was that single that they put out that came with the video, Psycho yep. Circus. Of the, course, the, yeah. The, you know, the 3D version. And... I remember she was driving me around to a couple different record stores so that we could get like the Ace Fraley disc. I wanted the Ace Fraley disc. Right. And we just had to drive around till we found that one. And you couldn't really tell. You had to like shake it around a little bit to see which one you got because they mm-hmm. didn't make it too easy. So 
But yeah, that I remember that whole day. It was kind of like she must really like me because <laughs> she's putting up with all this kiss garbage, you know. Well, but this it, is that thing. It's that we talk about sometimes the partners of kiss fans, you know, kiss wives. Uh -huh. Very tolerant people. Very tolerant people. Very true. Very true. And it, to me, it's it's hard to listen to Psycho Circus sometimes without remembering that Halloween. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's what's amazing about this music. It does really take you back, you know. It does. I should say also that um, October is kind of an exciting time for me as a Kiss fan because the first first two Kiss concerts I ever went to, uh, October 9th, ninety two was the Revenge tour that blew my mind, uh -huh. and then October twelfth, ninety six, uh, I saw them on the reunion tour for the first time, and you know that was incredible. October was a good time to be a Kiss fan. Though. Still is, still is. Yeah. Oh yeah, because now you've got like the Kiss cruises now. Those are special events. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, even for those of us that aren't on the boat, I feel like the, the people reporting back, you know, uh, I don't know, tweeting or posting from, you know, from the ship, we read about it online. The the great set lists, all the amazing concerts they've done as part of the the cruise, all the songs we never thought we would ever hear Kiss play live, you know. It's not the same watching it on YouTube, I'm sure, as it is um, being at the event. And I'm hoping that someday Kiss release like a, you know, Cruise Alive or, a, you know, even like, man, they should capitalize on it, like a little box set of Cruise performances. Yeah, absolutely. All right, all the decorations are up now. Looks good here. Very good. And uh, we got the candy set out. We should be getting people any minute now. Oh, there's the door. I'll get that. Well, look who it is, everybody, from direct from the KISS room. It is the Wookiee of KISS podcasting, Matt Porter himself, in a vintage 1978 Peter Chris getup. Very cool. Trick or treat, KISS Army. What's up? Hey, Matt. Good to see you, brother. How are you today? Fantastic. If I was any better, I'd be uh, twins. Excellent. So here we are at the PodKISS slash KISS room, Halloween Spooktacular. What would you like to say to the folks out there? You know, happy Halloween, obviously. This is like the most fun time of year when you think about, you know, everything that kind of ties into KISS and who doesn't love Halloween. If you're a KISS fan, obviously, this is a great time. Absolutely. And I love your costume. Very cool. You know, see, it's funny. That's the first time I ever dressed as, as anybody in KISS it was 1978. Peter Chris. My mom stitched the bandolier things across like a like a t-shirt it was you know certainly by uh, tribute band uh, status hardly you know uh, stage accurate but i love that and uh, we had a fun time that year so it was just uh, you know that's that's why i decided for uh, this year peter chris again excellent choice of course since you are matt the cat porter hey matt can you guess what ken is ken you are the mod of thunder and gary are you a monkey or a werewolf He's the monkey werewolf uh, creature from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> but when he takes his mask off, he's just walking around in silver tights, so it's kind of bizarre. Rocky! <laughs> Dr. Scott! So what do you have going this time of year? Uh, anything that your family does special at Halloween? I know you guys kind of go all out. You know, I, I love Halloween, and my wife really likes Christmas, but uh, Halloween's my my favorite holiday. 
and I do a lot of decorations. I built a huge Frankenstein scarecrow that's in the front yard. There's a lot of lights. There's a lot of uh, multimedia that happens here on Halloween. The uh, you know it really I I like it a lot. I put gravestones in the front yard yesterday, and uh, you know we carve pumpkins, all that kind of stuff. There you know it's just really uh, my favorite time of the year. That's awesome. There's a new neighbor down the street, and I was uh, driving to go to the post office, and through the trees, it looked like I saw like Michael Myers standing with a hatchet. And I came around the corner as I saw through the tree, there's like three or four serial killers in the front yard. Nice. And <laughs> they're, they're life-size, human-looking people standing as you turn the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, you know, see, it's funny. That's how I meet all my neighbors because on uh, on Halloween, I have, a you know, about a thousand watts of sound that uh, kind of pump out the Halloween songs and everything. I get to yeah. meet everybody on Halloween, and if not, they, they meet me anyway. And uh, the Frankenstein actually is, like you said, it's a human size. It's over six foot tall. And my neighbor that lives across the street, as she backs out her driveway, she says he's always watching her. I said, that's right, he is. <laughs> You know, you uh, talk about blaring the music through the neighborhood. Not much has changed. It used to be Kiss and Cheap Trick Live at Budokan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, what was your favorite Halloween candy? You know, pretty much whatever's in my hand, but I've always been a Snickers kind of guy. If you give, uh, if, if you find somebody who's giving out the full-size Snickers, that's always the best. Absolutely. Good stuff. I'm a Reese's guy myself. Butterfingers, Snickers. It's it's all it's all good. It's all good. But a bunch of people are going to be coming by trick or treating and other podcasters will be stopping by and some sending messages in, like this one right now from Julian Gill. Trick or treat, this is Julian Gill of the Kiss FAQ podcast. Wishing all you podcast listeners a very happy Halloween. Hope you don't get a rock in your bag. Yeah, or a Zots. <laughs> So, Matt, tell me, what is some of your highlights as far as Kiss and Halloween, as far as memories or albums? Because a lot of great albums came out in October. You know, and I think that's maybe another reason why Kiss is kind of so ingrained in Halloween is obviously like a lot of the people that are our age. I mean, I, ha, Paul in Halloween special, I think, cemented their relationship with Halloween it's where, I mean, I remember kind of that being one of the first time ever seeing them walk and talk. And, you know, even though it's obviously cheesy, you know, we don't wear makeup. But but it was still, it's something, and when you look at it later, that show is super cheesy. But I think that, I mean, the fact that Kiss was really, you know, so larger than life, and it really was Halloween all the time. You know, and think about all the great albums that we got in September or October. It really, you know, it, it always kind of this time of year always ties it in. To kiss and I think you know it was funny because even I, for some reason their touring schedule just put kiss here in October between yeah. like the, the reunion tour and the different shows that happened in October and Paul's solo album when he, he was on tour it was October it was um, 2006 lived a win tour he was at theater of living arts that was awesome or obviously gene simmons at the mall was october 12th anybody that listens to pods and sods you heard my whole 
long disaster story about that. And, you know, it's, I think, but then again, for me, you know, a lot of it's just like, you know, you always, I always like Halloween now. Like I said, in 1978, first time we dressed up as kids, it was me and my brothers and our friend Dwayne and walking in the Halloween parade as kids. And there was a lot of kids dressed as kids. And, you know, it was uh, just a really fun time. I've always, I always kind of think about that. And it's amazing because it continues today. Uh, this 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 year we've had the Scooby Doo, uh, Kiss Meets Scooby Doo uh, DVD and Blu-ray come out, and that is really fun. And it's great for Kiss fans. There's so many cool Easter eggs in it. Did you uh, watch that with your daughter? You know what? She liked it. She I don't think she liked it as much as I did, but uh, yeah, she liked it. You know, it's. Uh, I think, in a way, the fun thing with that is that it works on a couple levels. Obviously, for those of us who grew up with Scooby-Doo, it was fun. And all, like you said, all the Easter eggs. I don't think anybody that really isn't kind of a super kiss nerd is missing a lot of the little kind of in-jokes. But, you know, as a 10-year-old, she enjoyed it. I think for it was a cartoon. Sitting with Dad on the couch to watch a cartoon is always, you know, something fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I swear that you are in it and uh, Joseph <laughs> Ciambelli's in it. I swear to God you guys were... For the I love that when you actually you grab that frame store of, of uh, me, the one that looks like me, and put the kids room shirt on him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This, I guess, actually, I, and if anybody's out there is good in math, if they can figure out, is this my fourth or fifth anniversary of being on the podcast? Because it was actually um, Halloween Memories was Kiss Room or Podcast 52. And that would would have been um, October what, what like twenty eighth two thousand eleven. Yeah. So is that does that mean I'm four years old or five years old? Gee, uh, how does that work? I don't know. Let's look. <laughs> When's the date? When's the date on it? it? You know what? I I pulled it up on the page. It's October twenty eighth two thousand eleven. It's my fifth anniversary, but four full years of being on the podcast. Yes, exactly. That, there you go. See, it's something like that. It's like, I, I can't count anymore. It all blurs together. You know, I was talking about that the other day. Was uh, you know, they Paul put up the picture that it was the like nine years ago that Live the Wind came out. You go nine years, like like real. Has it been that long? Like, yeah, I guess it was two thousand six. So it's time flies. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's. It just seems so crazy that that's going by so fast. Absolutely. And then you think about, like, both Sonic Boom and Monster came out, and those are the last two Kiss albums. But Monster, it seems like it's been years now. You know what I mean? But it doesn't you know seem all that long ago at the same time. Has um, has the podcast ever done the discussions of the 2000-era solo albums? No, but funny that you mentioned that, because that's a great idea. And... I think we need to do it, but since we're going to be having Julian Gill on the podcast to discuss his book. It's called Gene, Ace, Peter, and Paul, a detailed exploration of the 1978 Kiss solo albums. Gene, Ace, Peter, and Paul, oh, I love a good religious group. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be discussing those albums. So it only makes sense to update the resume if you will and do some of the newer solo albums you know it would be fun to do like the round tables but i think i was thinking how cool would it be if we did kind of the lost 2000 kiss album if we took the four i guess i mean it's really five because ace has space invader now but if you took like from 2004 to 2014 each of them has a solo album 
you know and it and it's funny how the the newer 2000 albums almost mirror the 1978 albums because you have gene with an album that kind of goes all over the map with some stuff that people wouldn't expect and paul and ace are doing clearly you know kind of rocker albums and peters is the one everybody would instantly hate but you know has you know something you could like on it but it might be fun to do that i love that episode where we did it with the lost 1978 album it might be fun to do what would you get if you combined these albums and put them together and i still swear that that's paul singing background on uh that one track, but that's, you know, we'll let that go. Right. <laughs> well, I think it might be, but it might be from like a demo and he's just not credited. Right. But if you were answering a trivia question about right. that, does it count? Hmm, I wonder. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, we, it would basically be a sequel to our, the lost album of 1978. And maybe, and maybe we can uh, create some new t-shirt designs that bootleggers <laughs> will take because a bunch of bootleggers took those designs and anyway matt you've got a very busy month coming up for the kiss room so you want to tell us what's going on you know what anybody that's tuned in to the kiss room and all you know we have a live 75 the ultimate classic kiss celebration coming into montgomery county community college which is obviously the broadcast home of the kiss room November 21st, we have a Live 75 in our own Science Center Theater, and we're super psyched up about that. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a lot going on at the school to kind of tie into. We have Monco Radio doing a what we're calling Kiss Hunger Goodbye, which will be a food drive where you can, uh, if you're coming to the Live 75 gig, bring along a can of food or 10, and uh, you can get a raffle ticket for all the cans of food that you bring. And then you can we, we have a raffle of a guitar, have some other Kiss stuff. You know, it's just going to be fun. It's all for fun, and if you can have fun and have a good cause, even better. But, I mean, coming in with that show, it's, it's almost becoming you know, like a mini Kiss Expo. You have J.R. Smalling, you have Lydia Chris, you have Len D'Alessio coming along with, obviously, the awesome show from Alive 75. I will probably be able to say a couple words to all my Kiss Army friends that are coming in. We're going to do a live Kiss Room that day, which uh, 5 to 7 with everybody coming in for the show. We'll have them on the on the uh, radio with me. So it's, uh, it's I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fantastic. And obviously there's a Kiss Room again on Friday the 13th as well, which uh, we'll have fun with that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's always something fun. Excellent. Well, I'm going to let you go away, and uh, you and Gary need to pick up some more candy for the trick-or-treaters that are going to come by. I'm going to ride up on that elevator over in the corner, like in the Paul Yes, well, that's what it's there for. <laughs> so we'll see you a little bit later in the show. Thanks, pal. Sweet. Well, hello! Trick or treat! Trick or treat! Well, who are you two fine ladies? I'm Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman, it looks Wonder like. Wonder Woman! Hey, and but you're better known as? Chris Ann from Pennsylvania. And Harley Quinn, you are? Candy from Toronto! Hey, good to see you. And I, I see you brought your pumpkins with you. You, you girls Aren't are... Aren't they big? These are some big pumpkins, you ladies. They're pretty big, aren't they? I'm so glad that you are showing us your pumpkins. These are fantastic. This is wonderful. Why don't you just set them down right over here? I love how those pumpkins, are, they're so big, and you've got the KISS icons on them. That's so cool how you did that. That's wonderful. Heck yeah. 
Well, here's some candy. There you go. Candy. 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 Candy for candy. Candy. What? <laughs> what, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Candy. My favorite Halloween candy. Yes. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm gonna have another Reese's cup. What are you having? Uh, I'm having Skittles right now. Skittles. There Why you not? go. I like Skittles. Chris Ann, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Butterfingers. Oh, those are good. All year long. There you go. Me too. I like, you know what? I like Hershey's cookies and cream too. Excellent. My favorite. Well, here, take some more. There you go. Mm, thank you. <laughs> we gotta. We, we, Hi, Daddy. We can't keep this around. Matt and I will just gain weight. It's 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 not good. <laughs> it's not good. Kind I think of, Matt has too much of a sweet tooth anyway. So yeah. On Halloween, Matt has a sweet fang. <laughs> True. I stand corrected. <laughs> He's out howling at the moon right now. So you're Wonder Woman and you're Harley Quinn. Guess who I'm supposed to be? Look at this gown here I've got on in my hair. And the, What do you think? Guess who um, I am? I think Dorothy's Boranak from the Golden Girls. <sighs> no, I'm... Yeah, I think, I think you look like one of the Golden Girls for sure. <laughs> this is Jean from the Asylum era, you know... <laughs> Who wants to be lonely and tears are falling and <sighs> life really is a trial by fire at times. It's not easy being the demon looking like a golden girl. Yikes. <laughs> what are some of your favorite kiss-related Halloween memories? Chris Ann, would you like to share yours? Absolutely. It was the Poland Halloween special. Ah, that's a classic. That was one of the very first times I ever got to see him on TV. Mm -hmm. And what do you think made that so memorable? Definitely the costumes. Totally over the top with the feathers and the monster hair. Yeah. That show is almost horribly painful to watch in full, though. If yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime you get to see Florence Henderson doing the disco song and then Tim Conway... And Paul Lind in those uh, trucker outfits, they were all sequined and glammed out. Just just horrible, horrible stuff. <laughs> they were two wild and crazy guys. Yeah, but it's funny. We, we only remember the good. And that, that was Kiss's first real appearance to a lot of little kids all across America that night. Candy, what is your favorite Kiss Halloween memory or moment? I'm going to say the appearance on Mad TV around the time when Psycho Circus came out. Anyone who's listened to the podcast or Kiss Room, they'd know that Psycho Circus is my all-time favorite album, so I'm going to have to go back to that Mad TV special. Yeah, it's that definitely was, my favorite. That was definitely a cool time, and you're not the only one to mention that, but uh, it is definitely a fun, fun time. And, and it, it even continues on today. For example, you have Kiss and Scooby-Doo recently. They, <laughs> yeah. they just did that. I can't wait thing. to see that. Oh, I still haven't seen it either. It's awesome. You guys have got to check it out. It, it's definitely worth picking out. And for a Kiss fan, there's tons of Easter eggs all through it. So, so you need to you need to pick it up. And this is this <laughs> is the it. season for it Will for be. sure. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, do you have a favorite horror movie? We'll start with you, Chris Ann. Actually, probably the one that's coming on, actually in like 20 minutes. Um, Spangoli is is. Uh, ep- showing it this evening is the original Dracula. Uh Aha. There Mm -hmm. you go. And Candy, uh, what's Um, your favorite scary movie? There's a few that I like, so I'm going to give you my top three. Is that cool? Yeah, do it. Okay, in no particular order, The Exorcist is one of my favorites. Scary. Oh, man. 
the very first um, Insidious movie. Mm. That was that was freaky. And Hellraiser. Ah. The Cenobites, they freak me out. So yeah, those are my top three for sure. I think one of the scariest movies I ever saw was Pitch Perfect. I think it came out at like <laughs> last couple of years. That was frightening. Frightening. It was a little frightening actually. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it. Now that <laughs> you mentioned paranormal activity right this moment. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's some scary stuff. So, where are all you headed? I know you said you got to be home to watch the movie in 20 minutes. Are you going to hit a few more houses before you uh, go into any mischief? Yeah, I got to t- swing by uh, Matt the Cat's place and Chris G's. Ah, there you go. Candy? No, I got to get I'm, my jet and go. Chris Ann, <laughs> I'm tagging along with you. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to, to Matt the Cat's house. Very good. Well, ladies, I have a special surprise for you. I was hoping that you'd stop by the podcast headquarters because I've got your bears. Woo! A, a space bear for each of you. How long How long have you been waiting to get your teddy bear back, Chrisanne? Oh, just about a year, perhaps. And you finally Ken? have it. Oh, Ken, where's my pink flower? Do you still have it? I'm wearing it actually it's part of my (laughs) costume well thank you for stopping by podcast headquarters and please don't wax any windows on the way home or tp anyone and hopefully no one do that flaming bag of poo thing that people (laughs) do you know let's hope not so be safe and i want you girls to take these beautiful pumpkins and make sure that they they get back home with you because you know you want to take your pumpkins with you thank thank you for showing us your pumpkins come on candy let's load them up into the jet okay all right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye, Ken. Thanks for having us. No problem. Thank you for stopping by, Candy. Bye, Ken. Thanks for having us back. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. All right. You girls be safe with your pumpkins. We'll see you. <laughs> okay. Ah, so you guys are back from the candy run. We're back, and we got the full-size candy bars. That's, you know, That's we're, right. We're really doing it right here in the uh, Podkiss Central. Yeah, yeah, in the Kiss Sweet. Room and the Podkiss, only the full-size candy bars. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I got so, a man-size Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, That's great. So, Matt, you know, I think you need to... You're, you're going to go through the change tonight, correct? Oh! Oh, no, it started already. Oh my! You know, I guess we're going to have to play a version of Kiss doing "Almost Human" as you go nice. running off into the night. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> oh wow! It's so freaky to see him turn into an actual werewolf. Here's one second time we played it. Maybe the last. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, there's the door again. Well, now who's at the door? Trick or treat! Trick or treat, hey! Hey! It's Dr. Fuck. <laughs> Ralph Vieira himself and his sidekick, Ian Wadley. What's up, fellas? Hello! How are you guys today? Oh, we're awesome. Happy Halloween. Excellent. What do you think of my costume? I, lo- I love Maude. Maude was one of my favorite shows of the 70s. No, yeah, this is... Yeah, you look like my favorite golden girl. No, this is Gene from the Asylum Tour. Do you- wow. Check out oh. Gary's outfit. What do you think of his? Oh, wow. Well, is that the thing from uh, Land of the Lost? Uh, no, I'm one of the robot monkeys from Phantom of the Park. Werewolf creatures from Kiss Meets the Phantom. Oh, yeah. Great costume. <laughs> so, guys, here's some candy. Awesome. Mm. Oh, my favorite, candy corn. Candy uh, corn, uh, yeah. You got any of those uh, caramel popcorn balls? Oh, y- yeah, of course. I figured you'd like the balls. Yeah, the... I, love yeah. <laughs> I, I always was a Reese's man myself. Yeah, Gary loves the candy corn. I, I always got sick from eating way too many of those as an adult. That that was not I was, good. I was being sarcastic. That is the worst candy ever. Yeah, but Ken, you know what the best candy ever is? What? It's the song that ends side one on the first two trick album. Thank you. Very good. No candy, don't you? Yeah, they, perfect. That works. Thank you. <laughs> so, guys... It's, it's great to have you uh, here on the podcast, and thank you for stopping by the Halloween party today at the podcast headquarters. What were you doing on the way here? Oh, my God. We are going all over the country tonight. First, we're going to go to Nashville. Uh, Ralph's going to TP Chris Sinzak's house. And, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to go over to Aaron Camaro's house, and I'm going to replace all his Ugly Kid Joe CDs with Norwegian black metal. There you go. That'll be then quite a surprise. Then we're going up to Canada, and we're going to steal uh, Kissery Science Theater's ice skates and replace them with roller skates. And then we're going to finish it off by going to the home of uh, Michael from Three Sides of the Coin, and we're going to leave a flaming bag of poop. And, <laughs> and then when he comes out, we are going to be disguised as Gene and Paul, and oh. we're going to tell him he's fired as Minister of Propaganda and watch him cry. That's how, that's how we celebrate Halloween at the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And that's why Ian is my co-host, because he came up with all of this. I was I was too busy watching paint dry. Yeah. Well, there you I'm go. An, I'm, a, I'm an idea man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what are your costumes, Ralph? What are you supposed to be? Well, I'm supposed to be the director of the Kiss Meets the Phantom. That, that explains the bag over my head. Oh, okay. And... <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm I'm the director of Kiss Meets the Fat. Uh huh. And Ian, you're you're dressed as a gimp of some sort, or? No, 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 no. I I thought you would get this right away. I am dressed as my fourth favorite Kiss drummer, Alan Schwartzberg. Ah. And this is the prototype. He was going to be the platypus. Ah. Yeah. When well, when, I, I I'm surprised. I thought you knew when they were recording the Elder. You know, by the time they got to the last song, they're like, let's bring in that Alan Schwartzberg kid. And, uh, man, they came up with this costume design, and uh, this is the prototype makeup, and I thought more people would get it, but everybody just thinks I'm a regular platypus. Uh, well, I just figured you were Ralph's Kemp. Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I so. thought that too, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, what is your favorite Kiss Halloween October moment? Well, mine would have to be when they uh, gave... Kiss Meet the Phantom on NBC that Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend got together. It was a day, a couple days before 
Christmas. I couldn't have been. I mean, I was a huge Kiss fan at the time. My friend had two TVs, one in his bedroom, one in his living room. We went out in the living room to watch it, but in his bedroom, we left a tape recorder next to the TV so nice. we can record it on audio. And me being the biggest Kiss fan, I remember when my dad drove me home after I watched the movie, I sat there and thought, you know, that was really bad. <laughs> and, and, and I was like confused because it's supposed to be really good, but it was really bad. And for years, I never saw that movie ever again until they repeated it on, it was like a midnight movie on NBC or CBS, like in 1985, 86. Yeah, and they I were showing that like VHS. every Sunday that night. Thing? Remember that? It seemed like it was on every Sunday night for a while. On CBS. I watched it on CBS. Yeah. Yeah, and when I recorded it on VHS from 85, it's still horrible, but it ruled at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, it's it's so bad it's great. And now, even, even more years later, as years go by, it becomes even more horrible and great at the same time. And I, I adore the movie. And uh, as you know, Ken, I do a commentary on the movie yes. on YouTube. And it's excellent. I, I, I love what you do on YouTube with your, what is it, an eight-part series? Yeah, I think eight or seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, it, I, we I encourage to everyone to check drink, that out. I don't, yeah, I don't drink as much anymore because I had a little <laughs> medical problem. I still on occasion have a drink. But back then, I mean, I wasn't even a big drinker back then, but I made it a point to get really drunk on Jack Daniels and watch it and record myself talking. And I did it in like four or five sittings. So it wasn't like I sat through the whole movie drunk. And wound up drinking so yourself drunk. into a coma, you know. Yeah, exactly. The commentary wouldn't be so good if it was a whole sitting. And by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, that, 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 <laughs> you know. So, uh, so, you know, I would sober up and then go back like a couple weeks later and continue the movie. Well, that right there is my favorite Kiss Halloween memory ever. I love that you and Matt Porter can both do that Devereaux thing without any... <laughs> do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. We've got to get out of here. I don't believe it! Yes, you can believe it. And now on NBC Saturday Night at the Movies, Kiss meets the Phantom. We're just regular human beings. Yeah. <laughs> You're but looking they're... for someone, but it's not Kiss. So, Ian, what's your favorite Kiss themed October or slash Halloween memory or thought? Mine would probably be Halloween 1988. I remember because it was my freshman year in high school and Halloween's always been my favorite holiday and I skipped school. Stayed home, watched horror movies all day long, of course. You know, no Halloween was complete without Kiss Meets the Phantom or Trick or Treat. That's a tradition I hold up to this day. Yeah. And I, I was gonna, it was gonna be the first time I dressed up as Kiss for Halloween. And uh, me and my buddies, you know, we, we talked about, are we too old to go? Like, no, fuck it, we're still going because, you know, it's the same gang. We always hung out on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Well, they went to school, 
And by the time they got home, they decided it's not cool. We can't do it. I'm like, you're fucking nuts. I already got, I got this wig. I got the makeup. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, fuck you guys. I'm going out anyway. So I, I did a horrible, horrible star. It probably looked like the star of David on my fucking eye. And uh, put on this wig and walked around. And, man, I couldn't find anybody my own age. It was all kids. And it was kind of hard. Like, you know what? I'm Maybe I am getting too old for Halloween. But at the same time, I was only months away from, you know, officially losing my virginity and becoming the true Gene Simmons man whore that would sleep with any woman that would say yes. And so then at that point, I started living the kiss dream. So well, there it was you kinda, go. you know, the death of childhood and the beginning of manhood uh, all around the same time. And, you know, for years on after that, I was always, you know, a member of Kiss for Halloween. Nowadays, I'm a little bit too lazy. I do Alice Cooper because the makeup's a lot easier to do. <laughs> Ian, Ian, I have a question. That night in Halloween when you were walking around alone, did you end up in a deli all alone eating a hoagie? Yeah, I was very sad, like Paul Stanley. Even Thank though you. I had all the success and I knew one day I'd be a legendary podcaster, it couldn't come for me on that night. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much like Ralph doesn't drink anymore, I didn't drink till I started doing this podcast with him. Yeah. Now I'm on a liver transplant list, but uh, well, a little. I, I had no idea that uh, holding on to coattails would turn you into al- alcoholic. Yeah. You ever, you ever smelled your coattails? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ralph, have you ever dressed up as a member of Kiss? Yes, I have, and I even have a picture. It wasn't on on Halloween though. I did do it, uh, and it was it was like a spur of the moment thing. We, there's a thing down here called the Youth Fair. I don't know if you have them up there everywhere in every state. There they have it once a year down here, and when I went. It was like at the height of nobody liking Kiss, mm-hmm. like around the Elder Creatures era, and uh, there was a guy doing makeup, and he had pictures of, you know, what makeup he can do for you, and there was Kiss makeup, and I go, I want to be Ace Frehley, so he painted me up like Ace Frehley, and I do have a picture of me as Ace Frehley, so, but as Halloween, no, I've never dressed up as a member of Kiss, oddly enough, I should have. Well, the important thing is that you got to dress up as a doctor and become Dr. Fuck. Yes, that's right. F-U-K-K. Yes, F-U-K-K. Not the bad word. Not the bad word. Yeah. Soon to be sued for malpractice. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Did you guys ever watch the Paul Lind Halloween special? Uh, Believe it or not, I caught caught that one late, Ken. Uh, I didn't see it when it was aired. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because I was alive. I was like, I I don't believe I was a Kiss fan yet either when that happened, because that was Destroyer era, and I came into Kiss around double platinum. Yeah, well, how but, old would uh, you have been back then? Yeah, I was 11. Wow. I was born in 65, so I was 11 years old. But I did not see that. I saw that Halloween special when I started getting bootleg VHS Kiss mm-hmm. uh, uh, videos back in the in the 80s and it was in one of those compilations that's the best very first time i ever saw that and it was a very grainy horrible like you know how the 80s man almost yeah. everything with kiss with makeup was horrible quality yeah. except for the dallas love gun show that, that was pristine back then but you know i kind of miss those tape days in a weird yeah, way yeah i do too i remember no, even even if it looked crappy it was awesome it's like wow look at this yeah you know? And there was this there was this one girl I was dating, and she would put up with me watching them, and I would like say all the 
this Paul Stanley stage raps or like now they're going to play this or you know you, you know exactly when they go don't want to wait till you know me better you know that kind of thing and she's like how do you know all this stuff and it's like I, I'm just a super fan but what she didn't realize is like the set list was the same all the time and, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. that's something only us KISS fans know so shh secret anyway well thank you guys for stopping by the uh, podcast KISS room Halloween spooktacular and we're really glad that you're out there and having fun and uh, we'd like you to promote your show real quick alright uh, we are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast also on thatmetalstation.com, on iTunes and Podbeam. And I also have my own radio show, the Dr. F. Fuck Show, mm-hmm. uh, on That Metal Station. That it airs at 8 p.m. Eastern and Sundays at um, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. And I have two bands, Thrash or Die, which has a new album come out, which you can pre-order the vinyl and the CD now at miamimetalmerchant.com. And Ian, tell them about your awesome tribute band. Yes, uh, I have the only John Cafferty and Beaver Brown Band tribute uh, act in New Orleans, Eddie and the Boozers. So uh, <laughs> when in town, come check us out, you know. Get on the dark side. Excellent. The, the drunk the drunk side. Is That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's a shame you guys missed Matt because I know you guys like the Kiss Room and uh, you want to say something to him? Matt. You're awesome. Podbean's awesome. I wish you were here because it would distract me from looking at Ken, who is really creeping me out in his <laughs> asylum get up here. Well, I've got the white gloves on that go all the They're fingerless white gloves that go all the way up the arm. And I'm in the red sequin thing. And my hair is just like jeans. And I have a lot of rouge on my face. So You, you kind of look like that ugly chicken, never too young to die. Have you ever <sighs> seen that movie? Yeah, Gary talked me out of dressing like velvet. Oh God! Well, I'd like I'd like to say hi to Matt Porter and uh, all right. Well, sorry we missed you, Matt. We love listening to Kiss Room and we're very honored to be part of this. But uh, we have bags of shit to light on fire, so we we got to skedaddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't soap any windows, and you guys have fun. And oh, Ken, you're so secretly cruel. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Halloween and have fun trick or treating. <laughs> how, how Ace would say on the Tomorrow Show. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat. Hey, this is Larry Roberts from the band November's Doom. I just wanted to stop by and say that I've been a diehard Kiss fan ever since I was a little bitty kid. Uh, first seeing the band for the first time on the infamous Paul Lynn Halloween special all the way back in 76. Uh, ever since then, KISS has always been closely associated in my mind to the Halloween season. You know, Whether it was like getting dressed up in the makeup as a kid or in more recent years, going to see tribute bands, do special Halloween shows and stuff like that, it's always been unnatural to me to really get into the KISS mood at this time of year. One of my favorite things to do as well is load up my iPod with some of my past favorite podcast episodes too. I've been a big fan of podcast almost since it first began, and uh, I'd like to send a big thanks to Ken, Matt, Gary, and all the rest of the crew for giving us all something fun and awesome to listen to and bringing all of us KISS fanatics together, I mean, all year round, but especially during the witching season. 
But right now, I gotta go help Witchy Poo in the kitchen with her brew. So I'm out of here, but I just wanted to say Happy Halloween to everybody out there in podcast land. And once again, a big thanks to my buddy Ken Mills for being a hell of a guy. Keep up the great work, Curly. Hey, I got some Hershey bars with almonds. What did you get? I got a popcorn bowl. I, uh, I got a grape zots. What'd you get? I got a rock. Well, I love rock. Now here's a tasty treat for Halloween. Let's open up this message from the guys at Pot of Thunder. Good evening. This is Nick from Pot of Thunder. On behalf of myself and my co-hosts, Andy and Chris, I want to wish a happy Halloween to the vast and mighty podcast army. Oh, sorry, but I have to cut this short. You can probably hear my home is currently being pelted with eggs. I, I ran out of candy about an hour ago. Had to start giving out copies of Gene's solo album. Thanks, podcast, and happy Halloween. Hey, it's Eric Miller from Pods and Sods. Eric Miller of Pods and Sods. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm here to say trick or treat, apparently. Yes, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm Christine. doing great. Uh, here's some candy. Thank so, you. So, like, what is your favorite I, Halloween candy, Eric? I'm a little suspect of Ken Mills handing me candy, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, is this careful. lace? Should I, should I get this examined in, like, a crime lab? Or? <laughs> Couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> We got the uh, podcast uh, headquarters decorated here, and Matt's been by, and people are coming in and out, trick-or-treating, and we're just kind of talking about our various KISS memories and things like that. By the way, did you notice my costume? I did. You're dressed as a nudist, which is highly inappropriate. No, no, no. Don't say that. They they can't see this. No, no, don't 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 say that. But, but look at I'm I'm in the sequin gown here, and I've got the, the wig and the gloves and everything. And you shaved your legs, which is quite lovely. Uh huh. Can you tell who I'm supposed to be? <laughs> no, you're uh, Doris Day. No, I'm Gene you're... from the Asylum era. You're murder in high heels. Yes, I'm murder in high heels. That's me. And Gary, he's he's dressed as a uh, one of those monkey werewolf creatures in the silver suits from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh, right. Uh, like the uh, <laughs> the uh, the second cousin once removed of the flying demons from the Wizard of Oz, if you will. Exactly. Right. They're kind of like the cybernetic '70s equivalent of the little monkeys from wizard Oz. you called it nailed it perfect or maybe they're they're cousins from alabama we'll just say that (laughs) so how are things going over at the pods and sods you recently did an excellent interview with michael sweet from striper thank you yeah it was great he was he was awesome a lot more of those coming been getting some good guests absolutely craig's doing his thing we're doing our thing together and i'm doing my thing so uh lots of potting and lots of sodding going on at pods and sods very good. For, for those that don't know, if you haven't been checking out Pods and Sods as of late, they've kind of, uh, you guys have changed into a network now. Yeah, we're the Pods and Sods network, so we do episodes together, and we have guests, um, and those run every other Monday, and then we do solo episodes, so I've been running 
like interviews like you mentioned michael sweet i have steve hackett coming up which is cool lots of lots of really awesome ones mike portnoy and i run those every tuesday night and then craig runs his episodes on fridays and he's got a couple ongoing series uh forthcoming i know he's got a bunch in the can and i know he's editing like a fiend so there's a lot on the pods and sods plate that's excellent now since you guys are doing solo shows do you have a solo color like that's a great question (laughs) because what's your color and what's what's craig's like what would you you know right off the top of your head like chartreuse purple purple so you're 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 gonna hedge in onto the paul thing there you go i believe craig smith's would be headband in our younger days we when we would ride around in the car and we would sing various kiss songs he tended to lean towards singing gene i tended to lean towards singing paul mm-hmm. i obviously can't do that anymore but there were moments where we fantasized about starting our own kiss tribute band yeah, with him being the gene and me being the paul yeah it's it's it's, it's it, there's still time <laughs> you know, no, no not anymore it's funny because we used to we used to ride around and sing all the time you know when we got out of the car our voices would be shot but it would be after you know two three hours of singing now it's you know two or three sentences of singing in our voices shot, so well that's because craig does the charisma thing so you know he does he now, kills it too now for people who've never listened to your show i want to encourage folks to check it out because there is tons of kiss stuff as a matter of fact you guys did the 12 days of kissmas this last year we did a lot of work we did the first 12 kiss albums including alive and alive too we did the makeup all the makeup albums. I think we ended at Creatures, yeah. We went up to Creatures. So you guys basically did an entire year's worth of podcasting like in 12 days, so. That's right. And we had giveaways, which I still have in my car to mail out because I suck. Oh my God. And we had we had all kinds of stuff. I sent out a, about half of them, but there's a few people that I still have. <laughs> Every time I open my trunk, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta mail that out. <laughs> We're coming up on about a year, so. There's dead bodies in there, and don't hold this. that. Don't hold that against me. <laughs> what are some of your favorite Kiss Halloween or October related memories? Well, I have two. One is pretty brief. You know, I didn't dress up as as any members of Kiss when I was a kid. I know Craig did, but uh, he couldn't join us. But um, I never did it as a kid. But when I was, you know, I have three. When I was an adult, I dressed up as Gene Simmons once and, you know, had a nice wig and I had, you know, pretty decent boots. This was before they were, you know, this would have been uh, mid to late 90s, mm-hmm. maybe maybe before the reunion. So there wasn't, you know, the merch wasn't as uh, widespread as it was after the reunion. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of piecemealed my own Gene costume together. But the best part of it was my girlfriend at the time dressed as baby spice so it was a nice uh i have nice striking photos of me as gene simmons and her as baby spice now that's that's that that's that's a good thing you know anybody (laughs) that listens to our show knows that i dig the spice girls so anyway (laughs) (laughs) so so what are some of your other memories and then another one this isn't necessarily a a halloween one but it's kind of along the same lines Mm -hmm. um and i recommend anybody do this if you're a kiss fan because it's i think it's hysterical one time I had a, a friend of mine, her name's Beverly. She was coming over just on any random night of the week, like a Tuesday, just to get a pizza or hang out or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, or Netflix and chill, as the kids say these <laughs> days. But uh, So, you know, she calls me. She's like, all right, I'll be over in like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. Very casual. 
in the interim, like between the time she arrived and the time she told me she was going to arrive, I had I had black and white makeup. So I went into the bathroom and I threw on some Paul Stanley makeup, just randomly for no reason. And then, Sometimes and she you had, just yeah. have to do that. What, so how'd she react? Well, so then um, she knocks on the door, rings the doorbell, whatever. I go and answer the door, casual. Don't even address it. I just open the door, Paul Stanley blaring, you know, makeup in her face and she's uh you know she's stunned and i say pizza should be here in 10 minutes like i don't even acknowledge that i'm wearing paul stanley makeup and she just starts cracking up and she thought it was the greatest thing ever you know sounds like Uh, a nice gal yeah yeah so that's i encourage anybody just to throw on go into the you know if you're home with your whomever your special loved one just go into the bathroom put on some ace makeup come out and sit next to them and don't even acknowledge it they say okay what's up so what's your third one? Well, the third one, I guess, would be is one with Craig. You know, we went, uh, he used to live in, you know, in sort of my neighborhood and we would get together. And I remember we got together to watch uh, Kiss Unplugged, which I think aired around Halloween. Yes. If not on Halloween. Yeah, I, th- I think um, it might have been. Yeah, I went over to his house and it was like a special occasion that we were going to watch Kiss Unplugged because, you know, we were Kiss uh, Brothers. And I remember I brought four pumpkins painted as the four makeups and we put them, you know, across his TV set and we watched Unplugged and we're just blown away because it's Kiss Unplugged, right? Yeah. Uh, And the set list was amazing. And, you know, there we are. I think we might even have had a couple of moments of like, hey, do you know this song? Like, because the songs were, you know, kind of deeper cuts as you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that was certainly a. You know, I think of Kiss and I think of Halloween. I think of Kiss Unplugged, watching with my brother Craig. There you go. That's not a bad Halloween memory for Kiss. Now, do you have any favorite scary movies or, you know, like any horror films that you love? You know what? Like, there's a couple recent ones I saw that were that are interesting to check out. There's one called It Follows. Okay. Uh, and there's also a couple that I saw called uh, Contracted. There's Contracted and Contracted 2. Uh, it's it's kind of um, it's like patient zero in a zombie ah. scenario is contracted. Uh, I saw them on like uh, Netflix or something. Excellent. Pretty interesting. So so, so check those out. It follows. It has like a bit of an old Halloween feel to it. Like you know, really suspenseful. You know, synthy music. You know, a lot of uh, you know, like tense moments. It's not like slashery. Right. You know. Uh, that's that's one worth checking out, and then um, you know that Justin Bieber movie scares the shit out of me. That that would do it, and then there's two Justin and Kelly, <laughs> right? Love, that's a, that's a horror film. Yeah. I've ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that works out. The, here's the other another thing about kids makeup, right? So I have a new lady in my life a couple years ago, right? And lady. we were talk we were talking about going to see Kiss, right? And I I. You know, half jokingly, I say, "Well, if we're going to see Kiss, we're totally wearing makeup, right?" Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, sometimes you have to talk him into it. I haven't been successful all the time. The argument I usually make when they say, "Well, I don't want to," I don't want to do that, right? I say, "Well, then I'm going to wear it, and people are going to look at you because you're the person with the crazy <laughs> guy in makeup, like you know, and your face won't be, your identity won't be obscured." They'll be like, "Oh, look at you." With the crazy person. You know what I'm uh, saying? Why are you hanging out with that guy? Exactly. 
So if this if this comes up in your life, there's a there's a tactic for you to try. There you go. You you got to make it happen. Now, Ken, when 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 trick or treaters come to your door, do you ask them if they're old enough to vote or if they're young and clean? If if you know what I mean, yes, absolutely. You have to. You have to. Yeah. That was always kind of creepy, you know, the lyrics to uh, it, She's Young and Clean. Right. You know, you, you know, because you, you know Gene Simmons is going to throw a girl out that's young and dirty. Of course, right, exactly. That's, he, has he has no interest in that whatsoever. He is all about meticulous hair and proper hygiene. Come on. And elderly, and elderly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. According yeah. to Paul... It was more about quantity for Gene than it was quality, so... Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Hey, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, so when that Kiss issue of Playboy came out, and yes. there were like the hot babes mm-hmm. wearing Kiss makeup, was there any one of those that turned you on more than the other? You know, that's that's an interesting question, because as sexy as girls are in Kiss makeup, at some point I look at them and go like... Uh, yeah, I see Gene Simmons, and, and that kind right. of bothers me. You know what I mean? Not saying that Gene right. Simmons isn't a sexy bastard. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's kind of weird and creepy at the same right. time. Because so. you're because you're straight. That's perfectly yeah. normal. Right? Yeah, but that's why I dig the the ladies on the Love Gun album cover. Right. Which could get like into a whole. You know, is Kiss trying to suggest that there's like some sort of sexual caste system where? If you're a man, you get to have the makeup design, but if not, you are not worthy, like some old religion or something, you know. <laughs> it's true. How it's bizarre true. is that? But yeah, I always, I always dug the Love Gun girls. I always thought that was cool. I can, I'm, I'm down with that. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I have another um, Kiss makeup memory with oh. Craig. Oh. And, and the aforementioned Baby Spice uh, girl. <laughs> So we went to see, it must have been the reunion, because we all wore makeup, and there were four of us. Oh, yeah. Right? So so Craig was Ace. I was Paul. Our friend uh, Fritz, who's been on a few of our episodes, he was um, he was Gene. And then uh, the Baby Spice I mentioned, she got stuck with Peter. And I remember her being a little bit salty about it. Why do I have to be Peter? And I remember trying to reason with her. Well, because you're not really a fan. <laughs> you're like, not really a kiss. You know, man. you yeah, you kind of get the other one. I'm sorry to say. It's it, it's kind of like you're you're just here for the show. You, it, this doesn't really affect you, like right. it Does us because we've we've got our characters picked out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's one of those things you have to be. Uh, you know, if you're going out with uh, three of your friends, you have to. There's got to be a little bit of. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of diplomacy and nuance yeah. and, you know, compromise involved. You can't have four jeans strolling around, right? If she wouldn't have dressed up as Peter, it would have been like when Kiss played that uh, Studio 54 clip for I Believe in Me, where it was just Gene, <laughs> Paul, and Eric. You can't have that shit happening. You know, come on. Right. Right. But, but you realize that you actually lived the family guy, right? Oh, is that how they did it on The Family Guy? Oh, you've never seen that? No. Holy shit, dude. There's this scene where everyone's at this thing called Kiss Fest. You've got to watch this episode. Oh, Lois, here comes the best part. And have a wonderful time. 
Is that it? Oh, no, no, it's a... Uh, and something, something, all day, right? Oh, man, I've lost all faith in mankind. Music is dead to me now. I just was never that big a Kiss fan. Yeah, I should have guessed that when you were willing to dress up as Peter Chris. No one wants to be Peter Chris, Lois, not even Peter Chris. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. You lived, you lived that shit, so. I did, I did. I want to thank you for stopping by the, the podcast here on Halloween. What are you and Craig up to tonight? What are you guys going to do for Halloween? Well, not quite sure, but we might uh, we might indulge in some uh, candy. We might indulge in some bobbing for something or other. Who knows? Well, the night is young. Yeah, someone has to do it, so, you know, there you right? go. Exactly. Well, stay safe out there and don't take any uh, bad candy and make sure it's x-rayed. Everybody be safe and have a safe and happy Halloween, sir. Uh, likewise, thank you. All right, we'll be seeing you soon, and we'll hopefully have you back on the podcast soon. Wonderful. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> hey, look what I found in the Monco Radio storage closet. Wow, it's a dusty box full of records. Cool! ACDC, Motley Crue, Kiss. This stuff is great. What's this one? It's heavy, like twice as heavy as the rest of them. Look, it says right here, scratched in the vinyl, Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr? He was big back in the 80s. My dad was a fan. I heard he was supposed to play here at Monco, but he was killed in a freaky fire or something. Let's listen to it. So on the Podkiss Facebook page, we asked people to name their top five Kiss Halloween tracks. And here's a list of some of the folks who participated. David Chilstick, Scott Harding, Larry Roberts, Rick Frail, Sal Kalura, Strangeways, Svein Bjork Horjothk, Chris Ann Colvin, Marius Henriksen, Christopher Hartman, Ira Bostonian, Andrew R. Doss, Mark Konzorowski. Greg Johnson, Michael Wood, and Eric Starr. Here's how the voting went. All of these songs only got one vote. Strange Ways, Rock and Roll Hell, X-Ray Eyes, I Love It Loud, In My Head, Parasite, Thief in the Night, Mr. Blackwell, Rip and Destroy. And Mark Konzorowski wrote pretty much all of the Elder, the ultimate Kiss Masquerade. These songs had two votes each. War Machine, Sweet Pain, Under the Rose, The Devil Is Me, Watching You. These two songs had three votes each, King of the Nighttime World and Psycho Circus. With four votes each, Killer with four votes, 
radioactive and people noted that with the intro it was one of their favorite Halloween songs with four votes and Black Diamond Rick Frell said the end of Black Diamond on the Kiss album may be the coolest thing ever Andrew Ardoss wrote the slowing down effect at the end of Black Diamond from the first album used to really scare the hell out of me as a kid with five votes Man of a Thousand Faces. Unholy gets five votes. With six votes, Almost Human. Marius Henriksen writes, Almost Human is the ultimate Kiss Halloween song. Creatures of the Night, in second place with the most votes, gets seven votes. And with eight votes... God of Thunder is the ultimate Kiss Halloween song. I guess it's a blood song, so it makes some sense. We also had some honorable mentions. Greg Johnson, he said he went a different route. The top five Kiss Halloween video tracks. Number five, the Paul Lind Halloween special. Number four, the Mad TV Halloween spooktacular. Number three, Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. At number two, Kiss MTV Unplugged. And at number one, the ultimate Kiss Halloween video track, The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder, Kiss Interview. Michael Wood wrote that his scariest Kiss songs are Vomit Blood at five, Forever at number four, Every Time I Look at You at number three, Beth at number two, and Shandy number one. And Eric Starr wrote at number one, Tossin' and Turnin', number two, Love Theme from Kiss, number three, Beth, number four, When You Wish Upon a Star, and Just a Boy rounds that out. So we want to thank you guys for doing that kind of flash poll. It's not scientific, just kind of like a snapshot of your favorite Kiss Halloween songs and apparently video clips. So thank you guys for being part of the Facebook page. Very cool, huh? Absolutely. Sweet. So, Matt, tell me about the tribute being rock and roll over. You know what? It's it's funny. Part of the Halloween kind of, I guess it's their tradition thing. This is their second one that they did, rock and roll over, which is Jerry Lee Watkins, Steve Campagna, Steve Forrest, and Fran Galanti did a phenomenal show at Havana in New Hope. And they do this. It's the tribute to Kiss. It's a celebration of the music of Kiss. So they don't wear the makeup or the costumes they had. Just their whole stage was filled with Kiss memorabilia. And it was phenomenal. And they went from one song to the next. No break, no talking. Played stuff you've never heard. Like they did Charisma at one point. Like, you know, when are you going to hear Kiss do that? And in the background, they had this multimedia setup where these clips of things were playing. And aside from tons of like fan photos that people sent in, but like they're doing Charisma. And you know what he's got on the video behind him? The Fonz. And the Fonz like getting chicks to come walking up to him. Like... It was, it was so perfect. Jerry Lee Watkins, who put that together, I think, really all the video. It was so great. Like, they're doing All-American Man, and there's, like, clips of the old Superman cartoon, things like that. It was just fantastic, the whole thing. And that Havana, if you're ever down in the New Hope area, fantastic place for a show. There was a ton of cool people there. Totally cool vibe. And they were great. They were one of the best. It was one of the best tribute bands I've seen recently. I mean, obviously, just really because it was so different. Like, they were doing something so different. And the music was spot on. They were great. And uh, it was really, it was just a blast. But it's just cool to see Kiss culture celebrated and Kiss music celebrated. 
It's just very cool. I think that's exactly it. Kiss culture. And it's like, and that's exactly it. People were there and you could tell there was people that were like the diehard crazy fans and people that maybe didn't know some of the songs they pulled out, you know, and it was, but it was a blast. It was just a great group of people and uh, a really fun night. And I saw that they saved you a table. They put a uh, placard on the tables for people who had reserved them. They saved one for me, and it said Porter. And Fran wrote on a powerful and attractive man. And I'll tell you what, there's <laughs> nothing better than when you walk into a club and you're at the door, and they say, well, are you on the list? And I said, I don't know, but I see my name on that table right over there. And they're like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, thank you. <laughs> Kiss podcasting has its perks. You know, it's nice. It's good to be the, the man. <laughs> the Matt Porter. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing later tonight? I know that Sven Gulli will be doing something. What What are you and your family doing? You know, this whole week has pretty much been all what I call Hollow Week. You know, it's all the fun things about <laughs> Halloween. So it's uh, why not? You know. Absolutely. It was so cool having all the people drop by for our podcast Kiss Room Halloween Spooktacular. It's a great it's a great time to be in podcasts. And there's so many cool podcasts and there's so many cool people that do the podcasts. Just fun, that's all. Absolutely. So we'd like to say happy Halloween to everybody out there in podcast land. We thank you for listening to our shows, right? Absolutely. And we send a special shout out to Podcast Rock City, uh, part of the Podcast Kiss Room Network. It's just, it's just so cool to be part of this. So we'd like to thank everyone for listening. And now from the Podcast Network, it's Joe, Andrew, and Jody. From Podcast Rock City Podcast. Check this message out. Podcast Rock City. Hey, this is Joe. Jody and Andrew from Podcast Rock City, and we want to wish you a happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Trick or treat. Everyone have a safe and happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Make sure you get more treats than you do tricks, right, Gary? Absolutely. And, and uh, this is a good time of year to be happy. Uh, share things you love with your family. Throw on the Tom Snyder, throw on Phantom of the Park, and behave yourself. That's right. There you go. Well, Matt, I hope you get more tricks and treats this this season. I'll take some tricks and some treats. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, brother. Woo! Nothing wrong with that. You know, since it's trick or treat, everybody treat yourself to some kiss and treat yourself good. That's right. It ain't a crime to be good to yourself. <laughs> Lick it up. Trick or treat! Happy Halloween and trick or treat, and we'll see you next time. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. 
podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkiss crew, thank you for listening to Podkiss, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Don't eat a bag of dicks. That bag will make you sick. Don't eat the dicks because they aren't good for you. Unless you like them. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know why I'm sick. That's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. You know. (laughs) Please do not eat the dicks. Or if you do, just eat one. Please don't eat the whole giant bag bag of dicks. You know, they do make them a candy bag of dicks, right? Do they really? Yeah, you can actually get like a bag of dicks sent to someone anonymously. There's a company out there that does that. Wow, that's 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 great. <laughs> like, eat that's a bag great. of dicks, you know, and you get like a thing saying someone wanted you to eat a bag of dicks or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I saw it on I think, the... I think know. you should personalize it. Ken would like for you to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of people don't want yeah, I know, I know. someone to know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're great at that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, we are amateurs. Yeah, I make all the sex sounds with my mouth afterwards. <laughs> Squish. Ooh. This place oh. is nice. Right? I'm glad you wore your nice flip-flops. Stay frosty, man. Okay.